0: Who knew that he was going to act and sing and dance you know he can just do everything there is to do and only other one, there's only one other person in the world that can do that and that's barbara streisand one guy one gal one actor
1: and one year
0: welcome welcome to to the the Kevin Kevin Costner Costner Project. project
1: Snap your fingers at me?
0: Yes, I did.
1: Greg! How dare you, sir! What's come over you?
0: You've got too much of the hots for Kevin Costner.
1: I have got 1985 Kevin Costner fever. I'm not gonna lie about that. This was a great movie. And it's because Kevin came out of the shadows. And became the beloved American actor and sex symbol we knew he could be all along. He is a 10 in this movie. I don't know what the heck they were doing to him. Our 16-year-old exchange student, who has not seen any Kevin Costner movies before she got here, and has now seen two Kevin Costner movies, said, What a year a difference makes. So... Tonight, we're talking about 1985's Fandango, and I think we can say, welcome to Hollywood, Kevin Costner.
0: All right. Well, Fandango is rated PG, as we said, 1985. It's considered a comedy drama and runs about an hour and 31 minutes.
1: An hour and 31 perfect minutes, Gregory.
0: Well, we'll have to discuss that, Kate. (laughs) But the IMDb rating is 6.7 out of 10. The Rotten Tomatoes is 63%. And Fandango rated Fandango. (laughs) Like
1: Fandango the movie ticket company. Yeah,
0: exactly. And they gave it a 77%
1: okay well that's interesting yeah so um who did kevin play in this movie
0: well he played gardner barnes gardner barnes
1: i was thinking gardner was his last name for some reason they kept calling him gardner and i was like huh nobody's nobody's called gardner but i guess he's called gardner
0: apparently
1: There's a couple notable cast members, but the one I want to especially bring up is Judd Nelson. Fandango came out in 1985, which is the same year that...
0: The Breakfast Club came out.
1: The Breakfast Club came out, that's right. So Judd Nelson was in both of those movies. He was having a red-hot year. And you can't believe it's the same guy, can you? Yeah,
0: it's drastically different character types. I mean, he's... Basically, in my view, a wimp in this one.
1: To me, he's just a real straight arrow in this one. Right. He's an ROTC guy. He doesn't like to break the rules or do anything too wacky.
0: And in Breakfast Club, he wants to break all the rules. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know how he played two such dramatically different roles in the same year, but my hat is off to him. Because I don't think I've seen him in anything else, and I don't think I knew.
0: I haven't seen him in anything else.
1: Yeah, how great of an actor he is. Judd Nelson, if there's any point in which the universe brings you to this podcast, we salute you.
0: Exactly. But of course, Kevin.
1: Oh, say no more. 1985, Kevin Costner has become the rallying cry in our house over the past 24 hours. We have a lot to say about 1985, Kevin Costner, or at least I do. So let's give folks a brief synopsis about this film. I'm attempting to stay calm.
0: You want to stay calm? (laughs) Calm?
1: I'm so excited about this movie. And I also want to say, now we posted a picture, a still picture from this movie on our Facebook page. And if I may, I don't want to embarrass anyone, but my new best friend, Kathy Campbell, responded with a one word. Wow. Comment. Wow. And then. The good old days. Kathy, if you are listening, right on, sister. You are correct. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give a synopsis. Feel free to fill in the blanks. So there is a group of five guys. 1985 Kevin Costner appears to be the ringleader of this group of friends who are graduating from the University of Texas. Or
0: think they're graduating. It wasn't clear that they actually were all graduating.
1: That's true. There was like, uh, they are living in like a frat house kind of a thing, but there's five of them among the frat boys that are Seemingly, they are seemingly best friends. The three main guys are 1985 Kevin Costner, Judd Nelson, and Sam Robart. And then there's two other guys. One is like a big, bulky, kind of muscle guy. He seems quite smart. He's always reading, like he was reading The Prophet by Khalil Gibran, and He's kind of the strong, silent type.
0: And I believe he was like, supposedly, maybe... Want to become a minister or something i think i caught that
1: okay i didn't catch that but i believe you yeah and then there's a guy who i frankly don't get it but he never quite wakes up from an alcohol-induced stupor but it's not like he wakes up and drinks more he just seems to be asleep during the whole thing which is kind of hilarious because they have to drag him around and they right. cram him into, like, the car window. and
0: But there almost wasn't much point in his character being there. I mean, yes, it was hilarious dragging him around. And, I mean, that's part of the comedy. But still, there almost was no point in him being there. Yeah.
1: And he looked for the life of me, in my opinion, very much like Napoleon Dynamite. Agreed. So, they are... Leaving college, 1985, Kevin Costner and Sam Robards have been drafted to go to Vietnam. This is taking place in 1971, according to the caption. Judd Nelson is a proud, I think, Marine ROTC member, and he is happily trotting off to Vietnam. But Kevin and, and Sam, or Gardner and Kenneth, but I think he goes by Wagner,
0: I yeah, believe they call him Wagner. And I think you're right. Yeah.
1: Probably why I thought Gardner was Kevin's last name. Gardner and Wagner have mixed emotions about going to Vietnam. Phil, played by Judd Nelson, is perfectly willing, happy, and ready to go. He feels like this is his moment to shine and get in there and do something important. So they decide that they are going to go get in... Phil's car and drive to unearth something they are calling Dom. We don't know what Dom is to begin with. We're not going to tell you what Dom is. You're going to have to watch it for yourself. And so then they go on this road trip and there is a series of misadventures,
0: most of which
1: I found absolutely hilarious.
0: Phil basically blames kevin costner's character for stealing his car even though he's along on the ride anyway which is sort of silliness yeah and misadventures is true i mean this is like uh
1: so i think what i said yesterday was if airplane the hangover and planes trains and automobiles if you put those three movies in a blender and mix them up and poured them out into a new movie that would be this movie
0: I haven't seen all those movies but I can sort of picture those blending together
1: I did have one tiny quibble with the music so as we said the movie takes place in May of 1971 and it starts with the song Saturday nights all right for fighting by the one and only Sir Elton John that song did not come out until 1973. And I think somebody on that crew could have done a little bit of research yeah. and figured out that that was not. But I mean, that's a minor quibble. And the soundtrack for this movie is great.
0: Yes. I mean, out of all the movies that we've watched for Kevin Costner, I think this probably had the best soundtrack.
1: Yeah. In addition to Elton John, I think Carole King maybe was in there, and really good classic rock and really good end-of-the-road hippie folk music and good stuff. I really enjoyed the music. It actually, to me, enhanced the movie.
0: Okay. Well, I think something else enhanced your viewing pleasure of this movie more And I'm a little uh, (laughs) jealous and don't like it too much. Your
1: nose is a bit out of joint, Gregory. Okay, you guys, we have put up with a lot of nonsense through the past X number of movies we have watched from 1981 to 1985. Can we agree on that, Gregory?
0: Yes. yes, yes. Can we agree
1: that we have now, this is only the second movie we've seen In which Kevin is the leading man.
0: Agreed.
1: Can we agree that in not one of the previous movies does he look as sexy as hell as he does in this movie. I don't know what they were doing to him. I don't know what the hell was happening. But I'm going to tell you guys, he is smoking in this movie. He has perfect hair. Let's just go through it his hair is perfect his eyes are like jeweled sapphires or something i don't know they're beautiful his <laughs> Craig just handed me his wedding ring <laughs> his his smile can only be described as dazzling
0: well why did you just run away with him then
1: they have him dressed in a tuxedo for the entire movie Which, although it does get messed up based on the various things they do, including taking a shower in a car wash, he looks amazing in it. And it stays pretty fresh. And he looks beautiful. He has a broken pair of sunglasses. I don't know what the point of that was. But he looks so cool when he puts those on. He's like, move over, Tom Cruise. There is a new guy in town who's wearing sunglasses in the 80s.
0: So what you're saying is that your heart was thumping, huh?
1: My heart was pounding. I know when we commenced this project, I said I was not a Kevin Gosner fan per se. I may have been wrong about that.
0: Well, <sighs> my, my problem with this is that it seems that I've been pushed to the side here. You're obsessed now with 1985 Kevin
1: Costner. Back in
0: 85. Um, am I getting lost? Am I truly getting pushed to the side Okay, here?
1: let's talk about one of my favorite scenes in this movie. Okay, the guys are stuck. Their car has run out of gas, and something terrible has happened to their car, and they are stuck in this little town where... The only place they can really eat is Sonic. And let me tell you, 1985 Sonic is not pretty. I do think Sonic has improved in the past 40. Would you agree?
0: Well, I can't really say because I haven't really gone to Sonic much.
1: We've been to Sonic. Uh,
0: Not very much. Okay, but you got to
1: admit, it's prettier now than it was in this Uh, movie. Oh,
0: yes, absolutely. Especially in this area of Rochester, you got the Delta Sonics.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on. Okay, they meet up with a couple of girls, and for once, these girls stayed dressed, and they were just fun chicks to be around for an evening. And they go to a cemetery, armed with a boatload of bottle rockets, and they run amongst the gravestones and shoot bottle rockets. I would do this in a heart. Gregory, however, says no way is he doing that.
0: But I will defend my lady and keep that 1985 Kevin Costner away from her.
1: I am asking you, present day, Kevin Costner, if you ever stumble upon this episode and listen to it, to please, please come to Rochester, New York, which incidentally, as a point of interesting trivia... The population of dead people in Rochester is larger than the population of living people owing to the size of its cemeteries. So consequently, we have really great options for recreating this scene. And let's get down to business. I'll provide the bottle rockets. I have a moving target in my husband. I'm sorry, he's not going to be on our team, Kevin. You and me. Greg, you can pick someone.
0: And really? Let's
1: let's do this because it looked like such a hoot. If I can do any one thing,
0: so who do I get to pick?
1: Well, I don't know. You should pick someone wily, though. Kevin's still, I think. All right, y-
0: you've got the hots for him. Well, maybe uh, maybe I should go for Emma Stone.
1: Well, we did watch an Emma Stone, two Emma Stone movies this week, mm-hmm. courtesy of Halloween. We did do our annual Zombie Land marathon. However, we're not doing an Emma Stone podcast
0: oh i know so i'm not... just cho- i'm just choosing her if we ever do this bottle rocket thing
1: all right well if she doesn't show up and kevin does you're out of luck
0: well i'll just have to put him in his place
1: <laughs> it looked like a blast i absolutely would do this in with, the in with the... a willing partner which my partner is unwilling to do this you, unless you... kevin cosner comes to so town. you're gonna do
0: this in the dark in a cemetery
1: yeah They did it.
0: It's a movie.
1: So? Cemeteries aren't, like, fully dark all the time. I grew up next door to a cemetery, by the way. What do you mean,
0: not fully dark?
1: The light of the moon. We could go on the full moon. Oh, my God. What a hoot that would be. Lord. I'm just saying. This was my favorite part of this movie. It did end on a bit of a more somber note. However... The fun part of it looked like so much fun.
0: Okay. Yes. I mean, the somber note was Kevin Costner and Sam Roberts trip over a new grave of somebody that had just died in
1: Vietnam. Vietnam. So, you know, they're coming face to face with the reality of what their future could be. And that was a little sobering. But 2023 Kevin Costner is not marching off to war anytime soon. And so I think we could, I think we could get away with it.
0: I see. Okay.
1: All right. Well, anyway, let's talk about the airplane guy.
0: Oh God. The airplane guy.
1: (laughs) This is the only other major character in this played by somebody named Marvin J. McIntyre, who I don't think rather unfortunately went on to do anything else. This guy was hilarious. So Kevin and Judd Nelson are having a big knockdown drag out in the car while they're hot rodding around. And the big guy that we talked about slams the brakes on because he has found a parachuting school.
0: Out in the middle of Texas.
1: And they all agree that Judd Nelson should parachute out of an airplane.
0: And he reluctantly agrees.
1: So they tear down this dirt road to this dilapidated former airport by the looks of it it's not even it's like a hangar.
0: uh there's pieces of airplane and uh, other stuff (laughs) all over the place
1: Uh, i there's airplanes hanging out of the top of the building like clearly everything has gone wrong with this place and then marvin emerges from his airplane that he's turned into a house kind of a thing
0: yeah. And and he wants to charge thirty dollars for a jump.
1: And Kevin Costner, nineteen eighty five, could sell ice cubes to a penguin in this scene and convinces Marvin to let the guys to let Judd Nelson jump for free. And that part, okay, it's funny. It's funny. All kinds of bad things happen, as you can imagine, although he does manage to finish the jump. But then a bit later on, Marvin reemerges in a genius scene in which they need to transport somebody fast and they realize he's the only guy that they can rely upon.
0: Oh, and this person that they're trying to transport fast is the lady that's supposed to be marrying sam robert character
1: yes wagner and that's all we're gonna say about it it's his girlfriend and they need to get her to their wedding 1985 kevin costner says there's only one man we can trust to get this job done and then marvin and his shitbox airplane go on his name's
0: truman okay
1: that's true his name is truman in this yes Truman and his shipbox airplane go on a high-speed-ish <laughs> chase with the cops <laughs> who are trying to chase him. And
0: it, it evades the helicopter that the police are in by riding the plane down the highway, really rolling down the highway under bridges and stuff.
1: And the cops can't fit, and Truman is smoking weed and having the time of his life while this is all going on. Anyway, at the end of the movie, Kevin shows us his dancing skills. And if I did not love him, before all of this, 1985, Kevin Costner cutting the rug, doing the Fandango, which is a Spanish dance, and I zoom partially how this thing got its name apparently it's also i don't know they they have some graphics in the beginning that tell you the definition of fandango and one is like a series of misadventures or something i can't remember exactly well what this it was, was a
0: series of misadventures too <laughs> but if
1: i did not love 1985 kevin costner before this moment once he started dancing i was like there is nothing he can't do So we have now seen him dance, he has a band, I've heard him sing, he can act, we know he directs, and we know he produced. Much like the clip in the beginning, now that clip is from Waiting for Guffman, that really is not even a Kevin Costner movie, but when I saw him dance, that quote from Waiting for Guffman popped into my head. Well, I mean, there's not much more to say about anything that we witnessed as a part of this You guys, please watch Fandex. This is where a star is born, in my opinion. We are seeing Kevin Costner emerge from the shadows. He has been quaffed and made up into a star. He looks so movie star handsome in this thing. (sighs) And it's a great movie. It's a great movie. What would you rate this movie, Greg?
0: I don't know. I mean, you're you're drumming it up as like uh, a five star here.
1: I don't think it's a five star. Now, I do have trouble rating comedies high because I generally tend to rate dramas a little bit higher.
0: This is a comedy drama.
1: It is a comedy drama. And I really enjoyed it. But I don't know if that's because the movie we watched last week was so terrible and it made me so angry how bad it was that maybe this movie seemed even better than it was. But we have watched it a time and a half. We actually started it over this evening. We watched it last night and started over tonight. And I still think it's great.
0: All right. Well,
1: it has aged well.
0: Okay. Okay, well, I'm not sure that I really can rate it extremely high. Fours and fives are for really, really, really good movies. And yes, Kevin Costner, I would rate him in this a four. A
1: four? He's a solid ten.
0: But our rating system's only to a 5. I Can...
1: know, and I'd still give him a 10.
0: Okay, fine. That's you. <laughs> I'm rating him a 4 in this movie.
1: I think if you weren't in such a bad mood, you'd give him a Folks, Greg is sitting here with his arms crossed, very defensively.
0: Okay, yes, maybe he's rated high. But what about the movie itself? I mean, I can't. Give the movie itself higher than maybe a three.
1: A three? Okay, I want to give the movie a four. I'm thinking a little bit ahead to some of the movies I know are coming up, which is not fair. We got
0: to focus on this one.
1: I know, but I'm just thinking, I know at least one movie I'm already going to give a five to. A hundred percent, I'm giving it a five. And so... What did we rate Testament? Testament's the best movie we saw before this, but it wasn't a Kevin Costner movie, number one, and it was a drama, number two.
0: I believe we rated it like a 3.5 or something.
1: I like this way more than Table for Five, which I think I gave a three. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to give it a four, but we have to agree. <sighs> So, I'm going to have to throw down here, Greg. Greg. I can't even say your name anymore.
0: You're getting so agitated, huh?
1: Okay, so you're at a three, I'm at a four.
0: Well, because, yes, because I know Kevin Custer did great in this and everything like that, I'm willing to go 3.5.
1: But what about the movie? Forget that he was even in it. Which is hard to do, I appreciate, when the wind ruffles through the Texas plains and gently swirls his hair.
0: Well, I don't feel that we really can rate it better than Testament.
1: We don't know. I think I did rate it a four. Didn't I rate Testament a four? I don't even know. Maybe. Can we please rate this a (sighs) 3.75?
0: Not that I want
1: to split hairs this way, but...
0: All right, she's convinced me, folks. I'll I'll go up to a (laughs) 3.75 because, I mean, as much as I think that the movie as a whole is a little lower, Kevin Costner's performance and everything pushes it closer to the four. And so it's a 3.75. I can agree to that.
1: I do think it might be a four in the world of comedy I think it's a four I'm willing to sit at a 3.75 with you
0: I can't push it all the way to the four I'm sorry but yes let's keep it at the 3.75
1: I really liked it I think it is rewatchable for sure the characters were great Judd Nelson was amazing Kevin Costner amazing You can see why 1985 Kevin Costner is about to hit the big time.
0: I'll agree to that. From the last movie we watched to this movie, he has matured.
1: He owned this movie. He took his place front and center and made the most of it.
0: From the get-go. I mean, he's in the very first scene. Yep. And he's in the very last scene.
1: Yep. And kind of poetically in the last scene he's sitting up on a cliff or like a rocky precipice
0: type outcropping and he's
1: staring down at this sparkling city below him and i feel like that's how 1985 kevin costner was probably looking out over his own actual future as an actor
0: wow that's really deep
1: i mean i hope he was He doesn't speak at all i hope he was thinking about the future is mine because he did it in this one
0: well i think we have to have some of our listeners please go watch this and give us your opinion what kate just said do you feel it really is that
1: kathy kathy if you're out there and you're listening come through sister i want you to watch this It's a super cheap rental anywhere you can stream. And let's hear from you on the Facebook page what you think. I think everybody who watches this movie, I mean, you can't speak in absolutes, but I would say the vast majority of people who are going to watch this movie are going to enjoy it. And you are going to see a young star emerge to take over Hollywood.
0: And you will laugh at points at the silliness of it all, and you will cringe at some of the other stuff.
1: There's no objectifying women in this thing. You know, the women in the bottle rocket scene—the one girl is kind of ditzy, but they treat her respectfully. So I don't. And the girlfriend of Wagner is treated very respectfully. There's there's no name call. Like it's just solidly these guys going on a road trip before they get married and go off to so um, I highly recommend it I would give it a four if I could but me and Greg have negotiated and it's 3.75 for us
0: what would you guys rate it please let us know
1: Greg what are we watching next
0: uh, Silverado
1: now I was sure that Fandango was a Western do you think Silverado is a Western
0: I don't know. Well, at least Fandango took place in Texas. Well, I don't know where Silverado's at.
1: I'm going to Google it real fast while we're sitting here. 1985 again. And yes, it is a freaking Western. Yeah. Oh, I hate Westerns,
0: y'all. Well, maybe you'll change your tune after watching Silverado.
1: Well, if this 1985 Kevin Costner is in that 1985 movie. yes (laughs) yes I <laughs> as i
0: said before she's got the hots for the 1985 kevin Gosner and i'm jealous
1: get me my lasso and my spurs gregory
0: oh boy <laughs> she's never talked like this before folks I, i'm not sure what to do with her
1: i know this was 40 years ago but i am so happy for him given what we have sat through to get to this point way to go 1985 kevin Gosner. You earned it, buddy, and I gotta say, we know where it's headed, and I think it's deserved. You paid your dues.
0: Absolutely. So, as much as I'm jealous of uh, Kate here for <laughs> thinking you're so hot, uh, I I have to agree that you have blossomed almost fully into your stardom with this. Your expressions, the just effortless flow of what you did in this movie just shows what great things are to come
1: and we're excited to keep watching them
0: absolutely
1: so we'll see you next week on that note Yep. and we'll see you in silverado bye for now nighty night bye 1985 kevin
0: call me the kevin costner project is produced by october 10 productions
1: Our theme music is Happy Acoustic Guitar Background Music by Music Unlimited via pixabay.com.
0: Audio clips included under Fair Use Policies in our best accordance with U.S. copyright law.
1: You can find us online at thekevincostnerproject.com or by searching Facebook, Instagram, Twitter X, or TikTok for The Kevin Costner Project.
0: This podcast is not endorsed by Kevin Costner or his agents yet.